How would you like to borrow my brain? That's exactly what you'll hear in this podcast with Elaine the Brain Terso. Listen as she helps struggling entrepreneurs find their clarity, face their fears, identify their self-sabotaging behaviors, and finally find the success that they have been desiring. In this episode, we hear from Heather, who is struggling to find the time to write her next book. You'll hear what's really going on in this episode. Business, tell me about your, you know, what kind of, I know you're trying to write a book. What is the name of your book? Well, I've got multiple. So my name is Heather. Um, I've got multiple books that are already published. Um, So I've got a couple that I've got an active one that I'm working on, which is called Phoenix. I write contemporary romance oh. and I, and it's, you know, this particular one is going to be book six of a series. It's okay. of a series, but I have other stories and stuff in, in the works as well, but this is the active one I'm working on. And so um, to kind of recap, you know, where it was is that, so I also, in addition to trying to pursue this dream on a full-time basis, I am a sub for this, our, my local school district. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I have um, an accounting and bookkeeping business that I do on the side. So I'm, I'm a volunteer for many organizations. So I'm pulled in multiple directions. And I don't allow myself to focus on me and what I want. I keep pushing everything I want to the side in at the sacrifice, my sacrifice to everybody else's needs, wants, and what, you know, and my own guilt and my own just, yeah, I just don't make myself a priority. Yeah. So we were talking about self-sabotage before we were so rudely interrupted by getting cut off. (laughs) Um, So self-sabotage, would you say when I, when I say that, phrase does that sound like something you can relate to yes definitely something I can relate to so like tell me about some other occasions some other things that you might have um sabotaged your own success well and I think it for me I mean just any, anytime I've done anything like if I've ever tried to make a um a lifestyle change in the way of diet and exercise and I stumble and I have a bad day or a bad moment that turns into a bad day, which turns into an off week, which then now just sent the snowball rolling because I, you know, because that one moment I messed up, I allow, I kind of throw in the towel completely and then I have a heart and then I never, you know, pick it back up. With writing, I find that I set a goal for the word count for the day and I don't find the time, but then I don't, in my mind, I know that, well, even if I wrote 500 words today, that's more than I had the day before. I don't sit down because I'm like, well, I'm not going to meet my goal. So Wally, why even try? And so I don't know if possibly it's the goal setting that's causing the sabotaging because I set these goals to try to reach and I don't set extreme goals. They're reason, very reasonable, but when I don't hit them or I know I'm not going to hit them, then I just throw in the towel completely and then just don't even put the effort forth because well, there goes the day. Does that make sense? 
Alleen. Alleen. Morning. Are you there? I'm here. Are you here? I can hear you now. Okay. I wonder if my if if it's my phone um going to uh sleep mode or something. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, if I can hear you. Okay, okay. So I just need to make sure my phone stays on. Don't go to sleep mode. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I I hear you kind of saying, you know, um, that you are afraid of basically even trying because you're afraid you're just going to fail, and whatever you do in your mind, it's not good enough. Yes. And if I don't, and if, even if I set even the smallest goal for myself, mm -hmm. just, you know, to kind of help guide me, if I'm not going to, if, if I'm not going to hit it, then to me, it's like, then I'm not even going to put the effort in, even though I can still try knowing yeah. that I may not hit it, but I do, I don't even let my, I, in my mind, I don't even try because yeah. I'm like, well, I'm not going to do it today. There's always tomorrow. Mm -hmm. There's always tomorrow. Right. So you've published several other books. Yes. Um, and so what helped you be able to complete those books? What was your motivation behind getting them done? Those were, um, every single one started with an, an anthology where I had a firm deadline that I had to have it complete. Okay. To, to do it. Now I'm at the point where I don't have firm deadlines. And oh. so I can continue because even though I do publish through a publisher, I don't have any deadlines until the manuscript's given to them. Okay. So, and then I find that when I try to self-impose my own deadlines, that it doesn't, it doesn't work the best for me. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm trying, yeah. So I'm trying to figure out where, because I can out, and it's not even that it doesn't work the best. It's that I do have like a critique partner that we send, we exchange chapters every week. We get on the phone every Sunday. We talk about what we read of each other's chapters. And so I do have that for that little bit of accountability, but the quantity that I'm, that I send is very minimal because okay. everything in life comes up. And I just can't seem to put everything else in life aside mm -hmm. to give myself even an hour to write. Yeah. I can find something else to do in that hour. Of course. Of course. Because we love to put ourselves on the back burner, right? <laughs> um, so are you motivated by rewards or are you motivated by consequences? Rewards. Okay. So that's good to know, right? Yes. So have you considered um, creating a reward for yourself um, for completing your book? I've thought about creating and I've, and I've thought about creating rewards. Okay. Um, but I find that when I'm accountable to myself. Yeah. I'm not accountable. Right. When I'm accountable to 
someone else, yeah, things get done. Right. Because it's that, so it's, I wish I could figure out how I could translate that fear of disappointing others into a fear of disappointing myself. Cause then I would get a lot of stuff done. Right. But I'm okay with disappointing myself. I've set that precedence. I'm okay with letting myself yeah. down. That's okay. Yeah. Well, because you've done it all your life, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. And so there's this, there's this thing. It's, it's, a, it's going to have to be a mindset shift for you mm-hmm. where you are, you already have kind of this, this process in place, which I'm, I'm super glad that you, that you do, that you already have an accountability partner, because I think that can be super duper important, but have you communicated to your accountability partner, what your goal is? Have you communicated what you're struggling with and asking them to be more, um, more of a badass towards you where you are really needing some of that tough love or, you know, reminding you of, re- of your reward. You know, maybe that's a trip for yourself. Maybe that's, you know, whatever it is, however you are motivated by rewards, whatever that looks like, you know, creating for me, I'm a visual person. I don't know about you, but I'm very visual. And if I can put something, if I, I created this thing last year where I had my goals, but I had them in picture form. So I had like, I wanted to, I wanted to go on a trip to Europe or something. So like I put that on my, and I just created this little small four, four goal vision board thing, just on a piece of paper with graphics that I found online and I printed it out and I have it literally in my eyesight, in my office every single day to, to remind myself that this is something that I want. And if I want to, if I want to get here, I have to do this because otherwise, if I don't do any of those things, I don't get to go to Europe. You know, I don't, I don't get to do these things if I don't reach these goals and whether it's monetary goals, whether it's, um, number of client goals, number of books sold goals, whatever that is, if I don't hit those numbers, I'm not going to be able to afford to go to Europe. You know what I mean? Yes. And so are you a visual person as well? Yes. Cause I'm a, I'm a list maker. I have yes. my planner. I have my week mapped out. I'm very much a, let me see it on paper. Yeah. Okay. So could you somehow figure out a way to give yourself a kick in the ass create your own mantra, your own affirmation, something like that, that will motivate you, that will keep you motivated, um, to getting the work done. Because I, you know, um, I hear that you want to write the book, but I don't really believe that you want to write the book. You haven't convinced me that you want it bad enough. Um, because I, I'm a, one of the people that I will say, you either find a way or you find an excuse. Yes. So we have to figure out a way to get past the excuses and the self-sabotage is we create our own excuses to prevent us. She likes to keep us safe and in our little bubble and in our little comfort zones and outside of our comfort zone. She is not very, she's not, she's not enjoying that very much at all. And so she will try to talk us out of it at every opportunity that she gets. No, 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 no. You don't want to leave the house today. There could be things, bad things happening, right? 
Yes. You don't want to go to this place where there's nobody that you've never met before. That's so scary. Why would you do such a thing to yourself? And then you're like, well, I'm not going now because she just talked me out of it, yes. you know? And so we find a way or we find an excuse. And so we're going to, for you, you're going to have to create a roadmap, a plan of attack, something that will fuel your fire that if you really want to write this book, then you will find a way. And if you can look at it as a way to say, by writing this book, I can contribute financially to my household income, which I heard was important to you. Yes. And so if you can, if you can put it and say, okay, you can maybe make it so that you're paying yourself a wage for writing so that in a way it doesn't make you feel like you're not contributing to your household. So if you are like, take the income that you would make from substitute teaching or from doing bookkeeping or something like that, if you could say, how much is this book going to be worth? How much, like, look at your previous books and how much did they, how much did you earn? How many hours did you spend? And look at how much, um, how much would that, how much would that book earn you? And I'm at a month at an hourly rate. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, that, no, that definitely makes sense because that is, because that's something that I, that I keep, um, like, and it's funny because I can talk, when I talk to my husband about it, my husband's really supportive. He's like, well, you spent X amount of hours and now we look at the royalties that are coming off of the book that you wrote that published 18 months ago and it's royalties are still coming in 18 months later. Uh-huh. You know, it is, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of time up front, yeah. but you do see, you do see the reward and that's why I, you know, that he's been, you know, he's been so, he's been so supportive of it. And, yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, I, and I do, and I think I, and I, when you had said my accountability partner, my accountability partner knows what my goals are, but she doesn't hold me accountable to those goals. It's just, a, oh, what's your plan this week? And that's the way we've always phrased it. And then if something happens, like the, the poor weather or a sick kid and that type of stuff, which I get it, it happens, power goes out, you can't, you know, that stuff happens. But like you said, I've got to switch in my mind where there's a will, there's a way because I still have an iPad I can write on or mm-hmm. I can write paper, pencil, or I can even type notes into my phone Yeah. when there's other options. I just, I think for me now that yeah, we're talking, I've got this visual where I've got to create a, just a, a, a roadmap. This is plan yeah. A, but if plan A doesn't work, I've got plan B, I've got plan C, I've got plan C and take out all those excuses because there's yeah. plenty there's plenty to go around there's plenty and and, and there's and i've got plenty of things to overcome those those excuses and i think maybe seeing them mapped out yeah uh, kind of already anticipating what those excuses are mm-hmm. and reminding myself just having him sit there saying hey you know this is Kind of like the the whole mantra that if you're tired, if you're tired of starting over, then stop giving up. Yeah. I just kind of maybe doing something like that where I'm really sitting down and digging deep and saying, these are my list of all the possible excuses that I could come up with. And these uh-huh. are alternatives. Right. Let's, let's knock those out right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
because she's going to, she's going to throw them at you every single day, every single day, she is going to throw them at you. And so you, you know, I encourage you to share your goals with more than your accountability partner. I encourage you to share them with as many people as possible, because the more people that know what your goals are and what you're, what you're striving for, the more people you will have checking in with you and saying, how did you get to write today? You know, that's all you need is someone to say, did you write today? Did you, did you make time to write today? Mm -hmm. And then I need that person when I say, well, no, this and this and this happened. They look at me and say, well, you know, it's only eight o'clock this whole time. Right. Go do it. Right. The other thing that I've, that I have, somebody has said to me before, and I was just like, wow, like that really puts it in perspective is, you know, when we say we don't have time for that, or I don't have time for that. Instead, say, that's not my priority. Because there's always time for the things that we that we find important and that are important to us. We make the time. We carve out the time for things that are important to us. And so when you can say, instead of saying, I don't have time, say, it's not my priority. And if you can say that, that's not my priority, boy, does that really give you a little kick in the pants, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. So, you know, if you were to break up your writing into sections and say, by this, by this date, my goal is to have completed four chapters or whatever that looks like to you, but give yourself, you know, drop dead um, deadlines that are on your, make a roadmap you know, on the path to the map to writing my book is that I need to have, and this is the final deadline. So give yourself a final deadline, whatever that looks like to you, whatever is, is doable for you and work backwards. So give yourself that, that drop dead deadline, put it, make it a, make a visual, get a a dry erase board or a chalkboard or something that you can see in your space every day. Your, your drop dead deadline, work backwards and say, this is what I need to do in order to meet my deadline. I have to have this done by this date. I have to have this done by this date, but work backwards, knowing that it takes this long for someone to proofread it. It takes this long for someone to format it. It takes this long for someone to do the cover art, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yep. Knowing all of those things, cause you've done this before. You are an expert in my opinion. When you have written that many books, you know what it takes, you know what the work is involved. So you could easily work backwards and give yourself a deadline that you need to have this done by this date and this done by this date and stick to it. And since your husband is so supportive, communicate with him. Hey, I really need you to ask me if I wrote today. I really need you to make sure that by the end of the week that I have done X amount of work on the book in order to meet this deadline. This is what I need to do. Can you support me in that? And he's going to say, of course, you know, and consider, okay, writing this many words, writing, spending this much time, I will have earned this much money, which can go into my reward fund. And you can then figure out the the money that you're earning, um, what you're going to spend that reward fund on. 
you know, something that, that is, that is for you, something you've always wanted to do, you know? Yep. Does that help at all? It does. It does. And so my, I guess my question is, do you have any tips or tricks or things to, switch the mindset to make it that it's that I'm not being selfish for wanting X amount of time a day to work on this goal, even though that may mean it's one less load of laundry that gets done or it's um, what, you know, or it's one it's I didn't meal prep today or whatever it may be for the house. Mm-hmm. What is, wh- where do any ideas on how to help shift that boundary that will tell that lets me know it's okay. Cause that's uh-huh. where I find to give that time, uh-huh. even though we're not seeing immediate rewards, we will see it, but doesn't, and honestly though, I have to remind myself it, and it shouldn't matter. There shouldn't be a reward, a monetary word attached. Cause it's just no different than taking the time to work out or whatever, uh-huh. how to shift that mindset to make it, okay to spend this time on me Mm -hmm. away from the other stuff that I've managed to overburden myself with. Right. Do you work better in the morning or do you work better at night? At night. Okay. So if you can say at this time, every night is my writing time. Like you set, it's almost like time blocking where you have said, you have committed to yourself and to your family that from this time to this time, I am in, I'm in writing mode and whatever you're able to get done that day, celebrate. Like, you know, woohoo, I was able to get done that I was able to get the dishes done before writing time or whatever. And realize that the dishes will be there in the morning. Yeah. The laundry, you know, um, it, it will still be there. Um, I love to include, you know, all of the members of our household to um, help out so that I'm not the only one doing all of the chores. Um, and for some reason, I don't know why, but us moms feel like our, our children and spouses should not have any role whatsoever. We'll just do it all because they don't do it right. <laughs> like, and I'm like, sometimes I feel like they fold the laundry wrong just so that I won't ask them to do it that to do yeah. it again you know, but I'm like, you guys live here too. And we all need to contribute. And so I assign tasks and I'm like, you're responsible for this. You're responsible for this. And if we all work together as a team, then we have more time to do fun things. We have more time to do this. So I use time blocking, um, in my, in my life in order to make sure that I know where I need to be and what I'm supposed to be doing. So I have planned my calendar out in advance so that, um, you know, I, I'm giving my, myself time to do household stuff, but I'm also giving myself time to do administrative work and to work in my business, you know, to get work done. And then I've given myself time for networking and I've given myself time to meet with people one-on-one. I've given myself time to do client activities and you know what I've I've 
made a list of everything that I consider a client activity. And during these times, that's what I'm supposed to be working on. So you structure out your day, you block out your day. Yes, I do. I do. And I have, do I have non-negotiables. Okay. So non-negotiables, I have me time every morning is non-negotiable. It's my time before I do anything else. I get to do, um, before I give my cup, if, before I give my oxygen to anyone else, I have first given it to myself. And that's my time to do whatever I want to do with it. Whether I want to just lay in bed and watch TV, if I want to go for a walk, if I want to read a book, if I, that's my choice, it's my time, you know? And so I, I have non-negotiables in my calendar. And that also means sometimes I have to pre-schedule date night, you know, because otherwise it's possible that I will schedule something else. So we plan it out in advance but it allows me to know what I need to do, but gives makes me feel like I'm in control of my calendar instead of my calendar controlling me. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. Cause then my question would be stick yourself. If you say on Mondays from just say nine to noon, this is housework, this is chores. Yeah. Or you know, for me, you know, um, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. is writing time on Mondays. How yeah. do you make it when you block those times? Is there a way you, you color block it in your calendar ahead of yes. time? Yep. So I, and I use a Google calendar because I, I, I use digital calendars versus paper calendars. Um, but that's just me. But you can use this time blocking technique in a paper calendar just as well. But I color code everything. So I have my client activities are green because those are income producing activities. Green is money, right? Yep. And then I have purple for doing networking and one-to-ones and anything that is um, kind of a relationship building activity. Mm-hmm. I purple. My administrative day is blue, you know? So I have figured out kind of where kind of, in my, in my brain. And, you know, when I do anything, um, that like me time is, um, is pink. Cause I love pink and that's my favorite color. And so, <laughs> in my you know, yeah, so I've just figured out a way to kind of, um, make sure that I'm in control of my calendar and that I need, that I know during these times, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Is and it- I've also, the mm-hmm. same from week to week? Pretty like, much. Pretty much. So yeah. then what happens when you have, because you have kids. Yeah. What happens when you have dentist appointment, doctor's appointment, um, school party, mm-hmm. or other little, someone saying, hey, can you help with this? Can you, how do you fit that into that calendar? So when, if I'm asked to do a task like, a, you know, PTA or, I don't know, make cupcakes or whatever, I have to look, I will say, let me get back to you. Let me get back to you on that. And I will go home and I will think about it. And I will look at my load. I will look at what, what projects do I have going on? What activities do I have going on? Family things, yada, yada, yada. And if it doesn't line up with my values and if it doesn't line up, if it doesn't feel good, then I say, no, ask me next time. 
I can't do it this time, but ask me next time. Doesn't no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now how about those non, like the ones that you don't have as much flexibility in, like doctor's appointments, dentist appointments? So I do, I call it time trading. Okay. So basically, um, when my son had orthodontist appointments every six weeks, yep. we always made sure that it was like either first thing in the morning or right after school. So it was kind of in this curtail time of where it was either in affecting me time or it was affecting, it was kind of on the end of a client activity. So I intentionally scheduled things. I try to schedule things in clusters. Like for example, if I'm going to go have coffee dates with, with people, I'm going to try to schedule as many coffee dates as I can in that time frame because I'm already out. And that way I'm not going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I'm trying to intentionally schedule things together. So I would intentionally schedule his appointments, either like as we were going to be dropping him off at school or as we were going to be after I picked him up from school and we're, you know, doing this and then we're going to his next, you know, activity. And so that way, but time trading. So it meant that if I'm, if I'm spending an hour away from this activity, if I'm supposed to be spending it on a client time and I can't because I now have a doctor's appointment in the middle of that, then I have to make that time up somewhere else. And so then I would take it from what is the least important activity that I do on my calendar, networking, you know, relationship building. It's, it's more kind of a fun thing. It's not really something that produces income. So I would take an hour from that and I would, you know what I mean? So instead of going and having coffee dates with people at one o'clock, I would do it at two o'clock. So, so it's it's basically of, trading it's, time. Yeah. So it's kind of like the whole, do you know, like the, the Dave, <laughs> I've got to draw the conclusion because I'm trying to, you know, like Dave Ramsey's money yeah. envelope system. Yeah. So basically is if you don't have enough money for groceries this week, you got to figure out which envelope you're taking it out of. Yes. Because you only have so much money. Yes. And you just, you do the same thing with your time. In essence, you have envelopes of time. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. I think honestly, that right there may be a a huge asset to me because then if I set up, because I, you know, I find myself to say, I have this issue with the N-O word. Mm -hmm. It it comes out of my mouth to my kids all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But when someone asks me to do something, it, I, I have a hard time saying it. And because you're going back, you're reverting to your fear of disappointing others. Yep. Yep. And so then they'll ask me, I'll get a teacher say, Hey, can you come sub on this day for me? And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm already subbing three days that week. And right. I would rather it be say, you know, sit back and say, I will only take a sub job on X day and X day every week. Perfect. If there's one, there is. If there's one, great. If there's not, then you know what? I've got extra time to right. do catch up on life or whatever. Absolutely. But I find that I keep saying yes, 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 yes. And then I look at my calendar and I'm like, what have I done to myself? I'm like, when yeah. do I sleep? Right. So if so one of the things, so I actually have on my elaineterso.com um, website. Um, in the blog section, and I can send you the link. There's a whole, I did a video about time blocking and I oh, show yeah. people how I set up my calendar. 
And so what I encourage you to do is to take a blank calendar, just print off, go on the internet, print off, print off a blank calendar for let's say March. Okay. Mm-hmm. And fill in your appointments that you already have scheduled, but then I want you, so print out two. Okay. And the one, I want you to do one that is your dream calendar. So if you had, if you were to take your life and say, this is how I want to spend my time and you fill it out, I decided for me three days a week, I wanted to devote to client activities. I knew that one day a week I needed to do administrative activities. And I knew that I wanted to, I wanted to spend an hour a week on education And I knew that I needed to also put in time for networking because I run a polka dot powerhouse group and I needed to give myself planning time and, you know, things like that. Yes. So I basically created my ideal calendar. Then I went in and I filled in the appointments that I already had. But then by the time when those appointments end and you no longer have appointments on your calendar where you are in like this clean slate bill. Then I could now kind of incorporate, I could start incorporating my dream calendar into my, into my life. So for future appointments, I would look at my color coding and say, oh, a client wants to book a photo shoot. Okay, let me look at my next green appointment that I have available. And I would give them only the green appointments that I had available See what I'm saying? That's exactly so what you're saying. You, yeah. So for you, if you're like, I'm only going to sub on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, for example. Yeah. And if you, then you would fill out your calendar. Tuesdays and Wednesdays are subbing. And if someone comes to you and says, could you sub for me? And on Thursday, I'm really sorry. No, I only do. I only sub on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. If you ever need a sub for any of those days in the future, please let me know. Thanks for, thanks for thinking of me. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. Yeah. So then you could block in your, your writing time. You could block in, you know, school activities, you know, um, making sure that you are where you need to be for your kids, you know, usually it's same day, same time or whatever. And just fill it in, just fill it in. So do just look at Then Would you just recommend just printing out a week, like a timed week? Because my weeks for the most part with kids act with my recurring stuff, they look the same from week to week to week. Yeah. It's those extras that come in and then just block out. Yeah. 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 But it was a, it was a way that I needed. Cause I, I felt like I was running with a, like a chicken with my head cut off. I, I was, I was overwhelmed and exhausted and I couldn't keep up with my life. And I was working all the time. I, my family was last. I was, you know, trying so hard to earn an income and I worked myself to death. And I finally said, this is not working. And I, and I did something about it. And this is the tool that I found and it's, and I've been using it ever since. And it it has helped me so, so much. Yeah. I like that. So what are some, what would be one of your rewards that you would, um, that you would want to reward yourself by completing this book? 
the biggest reward I always said was when I get my first X amount paycheck from a book royalties, I need a new computer and I want a MacBook so bad because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I've got, I got my iPad, I've got all my other Apple products. I want a MacBook so bad, but, you know, and, um, but I have to be able to justify the expense of getting one uh-huh. and I need to earn it. Uh, Cause I'm on a big vacation-y, you know, that, but that right there, I'm like a new piece of electronics. <laughs> like that's what I want. Okay. So I would encourage you to put up a picture of the computer that you want. Put it up somewhere on the wall. Just print out a picture. Print out a picture and start acknowledging that, you know, talk to it. Let it know that you're, you know, every time you see one, um, you know, acknowledge it, that it's yours, you know. So have you ever read the book, The Secret? It's been a very, very long time. So, yeah. So way back in the day um, when The Secret first came out and I watched the movie and it was on Oprah and all this other kind of stuff. And I was totally enthralled with it. And I was like, I'm going to test this out. So I printed out a picture of a Chrysler 300. And I did everything it said to do. Clear out my car. I was getting ready for this new car. And every time I saw one, I would make a big deal about it to the point my kids were so annoyed with me. I would be like, oh, my car, do you see my car? And they'd be like, mom, that is not your car. And I was like, yes, it is. That is my car. And they would get so annoyed with me, but I didn't care. I wanted this car. And so I cleaned out my car. I was ready to receive it. And I was going to trade in. I was going to trade in my existing car, but I, I just needed, I was waiting for the right, for the right moment. Driving to my son's football practice. I saw the car for sale on, on Wheaton Way, this car dealership that I drive by every single day. And I said, oh my God, there's my car. And so I drop off my son at football practice and I tell my husband, oh my God, my car is at the dealership right there. And he's like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to go look at it. I tell him, he's like, okay, fine. And I go and I negotiated for this car all by myself. And I got this car and I had said kind of out loud to myself, like, this is how much I can realistically budget for this car. They, they gave me the price 50 cents under what I had told them my monthly payment I could afford. And so I was like, deal. And it was like, my kids were like, yeah, right, mom. I'm like, yes, no, seriously. Like I had the picture of this car in my office at work. I had it and at home and every time I saw the car, I would say, there's my car. And it was just the process of kind of, you know, the law of attraction or whatever you want to call it, but it worked for me. And so I always tell people about that (laughs) just to make fun of my children for going, ha ha ha, look what I got. You know, you thought I was being annoying, but look what, look what I received because I was. I believed that it was mine, you know? Yep. And so, you know, I would just encourage you to, you know, figure out in your own way um, how you could put that reward in your sight on a regular basis so that you can keep your eye on the prize, you know, and, and, you know, 
print out something and decorate it and make it look super pretty and fancy and however it speaks to you. But just know like, this is what I get. This is what I get to purchase when I, when I reach this goal, when I, you know, and in order to make that happen, I have to write this damn book, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and but it's like, once you can break it down into smaller chunks, into smaller nuggets, then it's not so big and not so scary. Yes. You know? Definitely. So what's the first thing you're going to do? Um, I am going to, I create, I think, well, there's... There's three things I'm going to, three, three action items I've taken from this. And the first is I'm going to do the, the vision board, the reward. What is the reward? Yep. And make sure that it, that's, I can see that. Then I'm also going to do the whole, like I had mentioned, let's knock out the excuses before I even make them. Yep. Basically I have it down. So it's like a script. I can go to it. Oh, I'm saying blah, blah, blah. Well, this is what it says. (laughs) Oh, I'm saying this. Nope. This is what it says. Yeah. So it's already there that I have it. And then I'm going to, um, I'm definitely going to do the time blocking. I'm going to do the schedule my day. So I can't fall into the trap of overbooking myself to the point where I leave myself with little or, and it's not even that. Cause if you, I mean, you can always find the time, but I mean, I do want to sleep and I know some people you have to sacrifice sleep to do that to reach your goals, but I don't want to get myself to the point where I'm so tired that I'm useless. Right. That I've given to everybody else and to everything else that now it's my time and I'm exhausted and because that's no good to me. And that doesn't help my productivity if I'm exhausted all the time. Right. And it doesn't help your family either. You know, it doesn't help your family either for you to be exhausted and overwhelmed and in and not a good headspace. Nope. Yeah. So yeah, I think those are the three, the three major. Because I think it, it's a, a mental game. Nobody's going to want it more than I do. Nobody right. can want it for me. Right. And I have to make this this happen. I'm in control. Yep. I just got to take back the control, and then I got to remind myself it's okay to say no. Yes. And it's also okay if you don't, if you don't reach your goal, it doesn't mean that you, that you don't keep going. Right. Because yes, I look at everything as an opportunity for growth. So if for some reason something comes up, it is, it is, there's a, Oh, let me just tell you, there's a book that I read long, long time ago is on Oprah's book club. Obviously I love Oprah. Um, it's called, if life is a game, these are the rules and it's by Sherry Thomas Scott or Carter Thomas. Yeah. Sherry Carter Scott, something like that. Okay. So there's like 10, there's 10 rules. And I love this book. It's a super easy read. And I, and I, it just stuck with me. But one of the things is that you will be presented with lessons. And then it says, There are no mistakes, only lessons. And then the next one is lessons will be repeated until learned. So these three rules 
have really helped me look at everything as a learning opportunity, because if I don't learn from it, it's going to happen to me again. Right. Yeah. So I have yeah. to acknowledge that either I did something to attract this, this negative experience, or I'm being tested. And if I'm being tested, then I want to make sure that I learn the lesson so that I don't have to go through that crap again. You know, like I just had a, a huge learning opportunity when my Square account got hacked. And so I'm like, well, this is an opportunity for growth. I was very thankful that I acted quickly and nothing traumatic happened out of it. It was There was an inconvenience to a couple of my clients, but none of them had their money stolen. I, I did everything I could, but I learned from it. And then I'm, sh I shared about my experience to help others because when we teach, we actually learn, you know? Yes. So it, it's one of those things where I could be wallowing and self-pity and poor me and blah, blah, blah. Or I could say, all right, everyone, this is what happened to me. And this is what you can do to prevent it from happening to you too. Now I've just empowered myself and also empowered people that I know to not make this, to not allow it to happen to them too. You know what I'm saying? So yes. when those things come up in your life, because they will, it's guaranteed that you will be presented with crap and you'll be presented with opportunities to learn something if you look at it as in a way that I'm, what is the lesson to be learned here? Or if you look at it as why does everything happen to me? You're going to have two different attitudes and two different results. So you can either have, I'm empowered by this learning opportunity, or I'm a victim to my own circumstances. Which one, which side do you want to be on? You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So don't discredit the opportunities that you're going to have to learn something. So instead of throwing in the towel and quitting and saying, well, it's not going to work out anyways. Instead, you can take a step back and look at it, try to see it from a different perspective and maybe learn something in the process. And then you were like, I don't believe in failure because I actually believe that there's a learning opportunity and every horrible, tragic situation, there's something to learn. And so instead of saying I failed, I say that I learned. And if I learn, how can I consider that a failure? I'm learning something. So instead of throwing in the towel and quitting and thinking that you're a failure and that you're never going to accomplish this and blah, 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 is say, all right, life, Thanks for the learning opportunity. I appreciate that. I'll make sure that doesn't happen again. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Some very huge life lessons that I have learned in my 41 years of life. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about how you look at it. That's what I've learned, you know? Yes. And then I think, too, learning to accept that there are some things you just can't control. Absolutely. You have no control over almost none of it. But you can control how you react, how you respond. That's the only thing you can control. That's it. You don't get to yeah. control anyone else. 
We don't get to make decisions for them. Free will, all that crap, right? That we're, you know, damn it, that we can't have control of other other people's lives. Ah, so unfair. (laughs) (laughs) Why can't everybody just do what I want them to do? Because it just doesn't work that way. (laughs) Okay, so is there anything that I can do for you on my end to help support you in this endeavor? Well, I definitely would love to see the link to the video. Okay. That you did on the time blocking. I can definitely send that to you. Because I think that would be nice to kind of visually see it. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, to, to, to do that. And then, um, yeah, I, I, at this point don't know. I'm so, I'm excited but overwhelmed at the same time. Right. No, I totally know. So I would encourage you because, you know, your brain is going to be popping for the next little while is keep a notebook handy and just write down anything that pops in your mind. Um, Just write it down. Don't have to do anything with it, but you want to acknowledge whatever starts coming up for you because it's being put into your mind for a reason. Write it down. And, you know, take a look at it maybe next week or something like that. And just kind of go, oh, yeah, that was okay. That's a little interesting nugget. What can I do with that? You know? Um, yep. So, you know, don't, you don't feel like you have to do everything. Just one thing, just one, one action item is going to put you closer to your goal. So my intention is not to overwhelm you to the point where you're paralyzed because that does nobody any good. No, just to inspire you and to empower you and to kind of motivate you to do one thing, to make one little adjustment, one little shift. That's all that you got to do. And yes, right on your way. And then knowing, you know, too, I guess that trying one thing and if it doesn't work, there are other things that could be tried. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if this doesn't work, well, crap. Okay. Well, let's try it this way. You know, there's, I don't know if you are familiar with the Dyson vacuum cleaner. I love the Dyson vacuum. And I learned in one of his commercials, he had thousands of prototypes before the right formula to make it work the way that he wanted to. Had he given up after the first time didn't work, we would not have this amazing vacuum. Very true. It's all about perseverance and saying, okay, that didn't work. Let's, let's look at it from this, from a different angle. And that's why I believe it's super important to have a talk it out buddy, someone that you can bounce ideas off of and just try to get that perspective. You know, because sometimes we just can't see it. Our face is right. It's right in front of our face and we cannot see it. So find someone that you can trust that could be a talk it out buddy and just say, can I, can I talk to you? Can I just run this by you really quick and see what you think? Um, my husband always says, have you made a decision about it yet? <laughs> and if I say yes, he'll say, then don't ask me if I, and I'll say, I have not made up a made up my decision about this I'm really just looking for 
perspective and feedback and, and kind of what do you think about this? And it's, it's good sometimes to just hear other people's perspectives and opinions because I, there's like, you know what? I never thought about that before. Yeah. And it's so valuable. So find a talk it out buddy. And um, I'm available to be talk it out buddies if you need one, but just know that they really are invaluable. And when we get stuck and we get to that point and we just cannot see the forest or the trees, talk it out with someone. That's a good idea. I, I do that with my writing and my storylines, but I've never thought about doing that with life. Oh, oh. Because I get so close to my story that I'm like, something's not working. What's not working? Hey, can you read this? And we talk, and I've got a girlfriend. We talk, I talk it out with her, and she's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, we figured it. I figured out why it's not working. But I've never even thought about doing that, which is general life. Yeah. Yeah. That's why having girlfriends is really awesome. <laughs> you know yes yeah awesome well is there anything else that you need to to talk out no I think I'm I'm good I think I've got some good places to go and my mind actually feels like I'm I'm I don't feel overwhelmed with life now it's just I feel overwhelmed with the possibilities that are out there yeah which is a much better place to be yeah um yeah just now I just need to you know, get my, you know, process it, This, you know, some more today and then sit down and start doing it. Awesome. Well, I'm really glad that we were able to chat today on this very snowy day. Yes. Um, I know all of the snow has really put a damper into my schedule, but we're just rescheduled for another time and it just opens up, at, you know, time to do other amazing things like this. So Are you there? I'm here. Can okay. you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Okay. <laughs> this has been this has been super fun. I haven't done it on this uh, platform like this before. So thanks okay. for being my, my well, tester. Well, thank you for this opportunity to do it. It was nice. I mean, it was nice to be able to have the opportunity to just kind of get it out there and work through things. Perfect. Awesome. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day. You too. Yeah. We'll see you around. Yes, thank you. Okay, have a good one. You too. Okay, bye-bye.